Hello, 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 and welcome to my podcast. My name is Desiree Shaw, and I'm a psychotherapist, and I vlog on mental health awareness with an aim to change the world one thought at a time and make therapy accessible. I'm a psychotherapist, and I practice at the Priory and privately, and I'm on a mission. I'm on several missions. Today's podcast. I podcast on a Monday, Wednesday, and a Friday. So you can catch me on any of those days. You can go and listen to the other podcasts if you like. Why am I doing what I do? Well, I have a keen focus on making therapy accessible. Also a focus on men's mental health. Men's mental health awareness. Because I think it would really help to be aware of our mental health. Today's podcast. Hide and it won't happen. (laughs) I don't only talk about men's issues, but I do have a keen focus on that issue. Today's podcast is actually for all. They all are, actually. Hide and it won't happen. What do I mean? For those of you who have just tuned in for the first time, my name is Desiree Shaw. And to learn about what I do and why, you can visit my website, which is www.desireeshaw.com. That's D-I-S-R-E-E. Shaw.com. Hide and it won't happen. You ever heard of that concept, bury your head in the sand, pertaining to the ostrich? Because ostriches, ostriches, can't say that word, bury their head in the sand. Actually, contrary to popular belief, ostriches, can I even say that word? They do not bury their heads in the sand. They actually don't. Do you know what they do? When they see danger and they know that there's no way they can get out of it, they flop. Um, Flop is the fourth of the fight, flight, freeze. There's free fight, fight, freeze, fight, flight, freeze. And then you've got flop, where you just say, right, that's it. I'm done. I can't do anything else. I'm just going to just allow this to happen. That's what an ostrich does. They don't actually bury their head in the sand. But because of the way that the colour of their, their head and the sand, it looks like they blended in so well that they buried their head in the sand. Humans bury their head in the sand. <laughs> well, not the sand. It's more of a metaphor. The avoidance and the procrastination is the sand. Because we hide and the problem will go away. Well, that's the hope. We hide. The avoidance and procrastination is the sand which helps us hide. Procrastination. I mean, if you haven't procrastinated... I could safely say most of us have probably procrastinated at one stage or another, being as we're only human, we're fallible human beings. We are skilled (laughs) at ignoring the obvious, the blatant obvious, some of us more so than others, the blatant obvious. We We can ignore the obvious even though it has neon light flashing, flashing and sirens, we can simply ignore it. We don't want to see it. We'll we'll just go and do something else. <laughs> we'll 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 avoid it completely. Um, because we can't deal with the uncertainty. This can also manifest in things like OCD as well. Trying to control everything, so we avoid the problem. So we end up doing controlling something which we can actually control because we feel safe. Added to that is the pushing down of our emotions. So. 
because we avoid it and we can't bear it and can't stand it. It's always we can't bear it, can't stand it. It feels so uncomfortable and it's absolutely the end of the world and it's just terrible. And aren't they bad or we bad or situation bad? <sighs> Pretending that we can't feel the pain or the fear or notice it by distracting ourselves. So when we distract ourselves, we do things in the form of self-indulgence. For example, we might overeat, overdrink, overexercise, or recreational drugs, or shopping, or socialising. Sometimes it can seem really innocent, the things that we're actually doing, and we might even tell ourselves that we're doing a good thing, like overexercising, or dieting, or really focusing on being indulgent in one particular food or becoming a vegan I I think veganism is brilliant food is wonderful but there is a point where it does become excessive because um, there's a need to control and indulge in this area make this completely perfect and you can ignore the actual problem and because you're focusing in a healthy direction be it focusing on healthy eating or exercising or even just hanging out with friends, it may appear that oh, I'm doing a good thing. When actually, you're actually just hiding from the problem. You're burying your head in the sand. You're being the ostrich. This happens a lot. So the problem, the problem with that is, the problem actually, <laughs> the problem just grows because the longer you leave something and ignore it, it festers. No matter how good you believe you're actually being to yourself by only buying whole foods and focusing on this area and not focusing on the rooted problem that you're ignoring because it's too painful but it feels good to just do this instead. The problem just gets worse or it creates another problem. That happens when you don't actually deal with the problem, there comes another problem. Emotional mental disturbance, <laughs> be it underlying anger, hurt, anxiety, depression, envy, jealousy, whatever the um, emotional disturbance is, it's akin to a, a physical wound. I know, that's like, what am I talking about? I'll explain. So the depth of a, of a wound signifies the depth of the hurt or pain, okay? And in, and in this wound, the, the wound... The process of healing requires an examination. So if you have ever been wounded, you know, and I mean a proper wound, I don't mean like a little paper cut and, you know, you've, you're terrorised. I used to work in a primary school and kids would burst into tears because they had the most insignificant cut ever. <laughs> it was a tiny little thing and they would come crying their eyes out because of the cut was really hurting them. The cut wasn't hurting them. The problem was their emotional need was not being met, and the only way that they felt they could get the attention was by saying they had a physical wound. So be be aware, if you have children or you work at a school, you see kids around you, when they come to you with the tiniest cut and they're crying and you're looking at them thinking, what's the matter? It's actually because they're saying, my emotional needs are not being met now and I don't know what to do and I want your attention. So this is what I'm going to do to get it. I digress, but I don't digress. It's actually on the same point. So the depth of the of the hurt or pain, and this is like the depth of the wound, is the, the process of the healing. It requires an examination. 
So just like that kid who will come up to me when I was in school and, no, look, miss, especially primary school and early years. No, my finger. <laughs> They'd be crying. It would be the most tiniest little cut that happened like four weeks ago. They they are requiring you to have an... They're, they're asking you. They're saying, examine this, please. Could you look at me? Could you Could you look at me? So when you have a wound... It requires an examination. You know, if you you do extreme sports or you've had an accident, you need to go to the to the hospital and you need to have a thorough a thorough check. Right, the nurse needs to cleanse it to make sure all debris and dirt and bacteria and everything is removed in order for the process of healing. It, it this has to happen. The process of 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 adding stitches is a possibility, depending on what kind of stitches, depending on the wound. Each wound is unique. So you're going to need special care for each room wound. It might need stitches. It might need the paper stitches. It might need that other glue thing that they've just discovered. If it's needed, then then there comes the dressing. And the dressing, you don't just put one dressing on. You have to change the dressing. If you've ever had a serious cut or injury, the nurse will give you a pack of dressing and tell you how you're meant to clean it on a daily basis. And, and you know, and then you you must examine it for possibility of any infection and then you've got to come back in a few days so that they can redress it and see how it's getting on and the process of healing okay more cleansing otherwise if the process is not addressed the wound will become infected and it will be more severe and painful and the infection will spread and the healing will take longer and it will probably be more intense the point of me explaining that is um, procrastination, the avoidance of the problem, the feeling and the experience. This is this is the act that will spread the problem, will spread the infection. It will make it worse. If you don't deal with your emotional pain, your mental disturbance, your, your inability to deal with a problem, it will manifest and it will become infected. When a child would say to me in school, oh, my finger hurts, Miss, and I'd be crying, and I fell over, and you'd say, where, where did you hurt yourself? And they would point in the direction that they'd hurt themselves, thinking that that was the problem. <laughs> the ABC activating event, the trigger, the belief, and the consequence. So the child would actually point at the activating event. You'd be like, no, that, no, I meant where on your body are you actually hurt? getting them to recognise that you're actually focused inward and then what they're actually saying to you is could you take notice of me and give me what I need and I don't know how to do this and could you help me process the same way you go to the hospital and you say I, I, I've got a massive cart down my back could you help me <laughs> then you get the help but kids they don't know how to tell you they need emotional support so they can only understand that you're going to take notice of them by if a, there's a physical defect on them whereas um adults now we recognize that if there isn't a physical defect and it is emotional <gasps> let's pretend it's not happening because <laughs> it's not really a problem it's just like that time when I was in the playground and I cut my finger and I went to the teacher and they ignored me I don't want to be ignored and this isn't a problem and I don't like it and let me just ignore it so if you if you have an underlying emotional pang and 
which is really uncomfortable that you um that you're not addressing and you seek to ignore it by overindulging in another way or another platform you will be creating your own infection okay so when you push it down and you ignore it just the same way when we say to kids in the playground or just go and play and they can't deal because they've actually had a social a social interaction with another kid that they don't know how to deal with and they need your help and they don't know how to deal with that so what they're doing is they're asking you to guide them but then you push them back out into the playground just go and deal with it and we'll just stop it so they're now in a situation where they don't know what to do so you tell them Go and play with somebody else or just ignore them. So then guess what they've learned? Okay, let me just, let me go and do something else that's nice and then this problem will go away and then they never actually deal with that social interaction which ends up growing and growing and growing. And that's what we end up doing as adults as well. We find another way of self-soothing. And um, when we do that, we start telling ourselves we're doing the right thing. So the saying, don't bury your head in the sand... Is an is a <laughs> on unpicking it sounds quite uncomfortable because the idea of of digging a hole and sticking your head in it and then covering it up and then your eyes and your ears and your mouth are locked shut you can't speak but you wouldn't actually do that but we do tell each other little things as we've been growing up to kind of shut up and put up in little ways like you start off in the playground off off you go go and play little Timmy. Okay, you've had a little argument with John. Off you go with the other friends over there. Go and indulge. Go and play on the swings. And Timmy's just like, I just can't deal with this social interaction I just dealt with. I don't like it. I feel hurt. John hurt me emotionally. Support me. And the teacher says, go and play on the swings. Go and have a good time in that direction. So Timmy has just learnt, let me just ignore the pain. (laughs) Let me go and slide on the slide and just have a really good time in this direction because it feels good. And, oh, my gosh, this is a really good way to not deal with... Actually, this is a good way to deal with problems. I will just ignore them and indulge. (laughs) Do you see the pattern? Often we think we're doing a good thing. when actually, if you don't face it properly, it does fester. So it's no way to live because you're just ignoring and you're overindulging to cover up how you actually feel. And it's a very uncomfortable, it's a very uncomfortable way to experience life. The various ways that we bury our heads in the sand. Shopping. Hmm. Have you ever had a point where, they, they call it retail therapy. It, it's, I don't know. Is it therapy? Do you buy goods to feel good? Or do you buy goods because you want them or need them? Because if you're buying it to feel good, that's where you have a problem. So recognise why you're buying these things. Is it just to feel good? Or is it because you actually want that? Not because you want to feel good. And that's going to make you feel good. And that's going to be the reason why you feel good. People buy designer clothes in order to feel good about themselves. If they're not... You you can... If you are a person who only wears designer, designer is wearing you and you're not wearing the clothes. And that's not a supportive way for yourself as an individual to wear anything. Because you're not wearing it. You're you're being in the moment of that garment. And you're only as good as that garment is seen by other people. 
So that's not really a way to address yourself as a as a human being. Um, clothes are to be worn for a particular reason. And you may want something for a particular reason. However, when you're overindulging and burying your head in the sand, you're buying clothes in order to feel better about yourself. And um, to get this euphoria fee, this wonderful feeling as you get to the till when you buy this clothes and you put it on and you think everything's going to change. And then you put it on and it doesn't look quite the same way it did when it was on the hanger in the shop. <laughs> or on the model that you saw on ASOS. Not that I shop on ASOS at all, <laughs> she says. Eating. Another way of overindulgence. So when somebody overindulges with food, they eat in a means to um, feel warm and comfortable on the inside. It's like you get an internal hug. Uh, when, you're, when you eat food in order to make yourself feel better for comfort, this is where you have a problem. You eat food because you want it, you enjoy that taste, or it's fuel. This is, this is where you want to be. But to eat in order to comfort yourself... Is really not going to support you moving forward. Also, overindulging in healthy eating is a means of control, which again takes your focus away from whatever it is that you're ignoring. Because I've I've seen it. You meet some vegans who really focus on it in such a stringent way that you can actually see there's a parts of their lives which are falling apart. But because they believe they're being so good, being a vegan or a vegetarian or, or only doing Fruit Mondays or whatever it is. I don't know. Fruit Mondays? I might try that. That could be helpful. But um, when you overdo it, taken away from the very point and essence of you as a person and what you're doing for yourself, because you can only indulge based on the foods, the focus, the control, that's a lot of control. Can, that can become quite OCD as well. Uh, drug taking. Hmm. Recreational drug taking. Smoking. Um, interaction with um, snorting cocaine. Whatever it is. That euphoria, that complete wonderful ecstasy. Escape. Getting away from yourself. How could you get away from yourself? It's just the most impossible thing that you could possibly ever do. Alcohol, another way of escape. The interesting thing about alcohol is this. So you can take a drug and you can possibly not remember something because the drug has all the chemicals and bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. But hmm, I learned this when I was studying to become a hypnotherapist. Hypnosis is absolutely quite amazing, very useful. And I remember on my first lecture, and the lecturer told us, right, <laughs> when you overindulge in alcohol and people drink and they say they can't remember or alcohol allowed them to do whatever it was that they that they're doing and then they wake up in the morning and say I don't remember what it was I did let's set the record straight and this is something I learned and I thought this was amazing alcohol actually allows you to lose your inhibition so you can do the very thing that it is that you exactly wanted to do anyway now here's the funny part you don't actually forget <laughs> you don't so anybody who says, oh, it's because I was drinking, alcohol made me do it. Alcohol never makes you do anything. Alcohol just allows you to feel comfortable to do the very thing that you wanted to do. Okay? Because hypnosis works in the same way. You can't be hypnotised in order to do something that you don't want to do. You'll be hypnotised in order to do something that you do want to do. You just need to feel comfortable enough to do it. That's what alcohol does. So when anybody says to you, even if you say it to yourself, I'm sorry, I'm just going to be honest with you. No, it won't make you forget it. 
what will happen is you will ignore it consciously ignore it because either the headache hurts too much or you just don't want to see it and it just makes easier sense for you to just not remember and as the week progresses after that night where you've done whatever you've done you will remember everything (laughs) you will you will and if you don't remember everything it's because you're ignoring it because you're pushing it down again and you're pushing it down again with probably more alcohol and more other indulgent behaviours because you don't want to face it. So whenever you can't remember something, it's mostly because you don't want to. And alcohol allows you to feel comfortable to do the things that you want to do, which is why it's another way of indulging ourselves and ignoring the problem. Promiscuity. Sex. Sex addiction. The over, the overdone sexual exploitation. We live in a world right now where sex is sold in the dozen bucketfuls. Everybody's overdoing sex. And um, do you know why? Because it allows us to ignore how we're really feeling. So people who overindulge in sex, chasing a feeling that is short-lived. And it's like a drug, you know. It's it's a way of feeling, avoiding the problem and feeling in a particular way about something because you don't want to face whatever it is that you don't want to face. These are the various ways. There's other ways. So this is, you know, your exercise. People who overindulge in exercising because um, running or or climbing or overdoing it. Now, these things are not bad things. You do it in moderation and you do it in a healthy manner. That's fine. When you're overdoing it, when you are going to the gym four times a day. (laughs) Okay, that's a bit excessive. I don't know who does that. Some people go twice. Some people go every single day and then they beat themselves up when they don't go for one single day because the idea of going to the gym, sometimes some people punish themselves by doing excessive exercise because of how they're feeling about themselves or something else that's going on in their life that they're avoiding. So they'll get on the treadmill and run until it hurts. I'm not really good with that process. (laughs) I don't like to do things that hurt me, but um, some people do. Some people do this. Uh, it's an uncomfortable way to live, but this happens. And it's an it's an avoidance. The funny thing about us humans is we have been given so much opportunity to be distracted and be pulled away from ourselves that we end up running away from the very point of our existence. I was asked several times, what's the point of life? I'm going to tell you. The point of life, which is to live and experience and be now, be present. That is the point. You get to choose how you live. But the point is to live and be present and be here and be now and deal with now. This is the point of evolution. This is how we've developed from having to live on farms and having dirt roads. And now we've got all of this civilization and mobile phones. We're, we're being present and being now and looking to the future and developing and creating and progressing. When you avoid, you can't actually do that. So how do you start to um, deal with it? Okay, so you might have noticed that you possibly, or maybe you know somebody who is procrastinating, who is hiding. you got to face the problem, okay? Always face the problem. You don't face the problem. You bury your head in the sand, unlike the ostrich. You will miss everything. So you got to face the problem. What are you avoiding? Check out how you're feeling. So go to my website, www.desireeshort.com. I'm going to put the link in the description box. You can go to the link and have a look at the questionnaires and 
decide which one for yourself you're going to take and find out what you're actually feeling. Facing the problem is power. Knowledge is key. Once you face what it is and you can actually discuss with yourself your own levels, your own anger, your own frustration, your own your own pain, whatever it is that you're feeling, then you can gently start to make a plan. Right? So know what you're dealing with. So gently start to um to to create a plan forward. Rise your head up from the sand and notice what you see and hear and touch and feel. Very simple. This is like mindfulness. Mindfulness isn't as airy-fairy as people think. You're not, not there dreaming about stuff. You're actually just being present and now. By actually taking a stance with yourself and noticing, okay, I actually think I'm avoiding because I feel a bit stressed about this particular subject. And notice, whatever the problem is, whatever the activating event is, notice how you feel about it. Does it really stress you out? Do you get really worried? Or do you get really angry? Or do you get tearful? So any kind of intense emotion, just take that to the questionnaire. Whatever, choose the one with the emotion that you feel the most. Or try them all so you can figure out for yourself. Because maybe you don't know. So try all five of them. I will be putting more up. And just simply notice what comes out. And then you're going to take the next step. And the next step is just to organise. You know, with a notepad or on your smartphone. Your next step. And just list the plan forward. Then take the next step. You can't eat an elephant in one sitting. That's difficult. And when we have a problem, we often see the problem is so big that we can't deal with it. Can't deal with it, can't stand it, it's absolutely awful. You can't eat an elephant in one sitting. But you can eat it over a period of time. Now, I'm not telling you to eat elephants I'm just using it as a metaphor. So if you are vegetarian or vegan, I'm really sorry. I don't want you to be offended by this. But the idea is, you can't. Rome wasn't built in a day. It really wasn't. It might have been demolished in a day, but it wasn't built in a day. Because everything takes time. If you keep your head buried, the chances are you you'll you'll be trampled on. You 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 won't be able to get out of the way of the problem you won't be able to face the problem deal with it because you're hiding i know i said hide and it will go away it won't <laughs> it won't it won't it won't nothing i know it's titled that it just won't go away if you hide from it no matter what you hide from it will come and bite you on the bum when you least expect it or least need it or you're probably at your most weakest point and you cannot deal with it so facing it is really important, but just one step at a time. Small steps. Small, small, small steps. Thank you so much for listening. I did a video recently on my um, YouTube channel called Pushing Feelings Down. I'm going to add that in the description box. Take a look. You might actually notice, hey, I know somebody who does this. It could be you. It might not be. I am going to be adding some description box information. So, um please make sure you have a read of that thank you so much for listening to my podcast my name is Desiree Shaw and I podcast on a Monday Wednesday and Friday I also vlog on a Monday Wednesday and Friday so look out for my YouTube channel as well because I am on a mission to change the world one thought at a time and make therapy accessible and also do other things my name is Desiree Shaw my website is www.desireshaw.com.
I'm a psychotherapist. I practice at the Priory and privately. Contact me. Maybe you want to talk. Maybe you don't. Join my mailing list on my website. Fill in the questionnaire. Learn more about yourself. Understand who you are. And be supported to move forward. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate your support. So I would really, really, really appreciate if you share this podcast, share it on your social medias, share it on your WhatsApp, share it, share it on your email. Tell the world. It's free. Thank you for listening. My name is Desiree Shaw. Bye for now.